I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And we are Two, Two Average, Average Girls. Girls. Happy Tag Tuesday. Here we are. On the road again. We are killing it. Well, this time we're not in tropical Kauai. We're in beautiful Costa Mesa. We are almost in Newport. We're adjacent. We're, we're Costa Mesa, which is, you know, people... It's well, a poor man's. It's a poor man's Newport, but we like to call it. <laughs> I think the people of Costa Mesa might take exception to that. I, okay, <laughs> I'm just saying it's we not Newport. Some pretty nice neighborhoods, though. Yeah, no, Costa I love Mesa's Costa Mesa. Beautiful. My, yeah. my my son lives in Costa Mesa. Sure, my sister lives in Costa Mesa. They all live in Costa Mesa. I love Costa Mesa. So we took it on the road. It might sound a little echoey because we're in an interesting space. We're not in our recording pod space. No, we're not. And um, there's... We're in... What do you call this space? Uh, I call it the dungeon. Dungeon's been called uh, the dojo. Oh, uh, the dojo. Pain chamber. The torture chamber. Pain chamber. chamber. Yeah. Okay. Pain Um, chamber. That's how I know it. How do you know the representative of the pain chamber? Okay, so we are here with Dr. (laughs) Tim Ramirez. Hola. Thank you for being here. Thank you very My much. Pleasure. Or actually, thank you for having us for here having in, us, the, yeah. in the pain chamber. So happy to have you. So when I first, I, I've known about Dr. Tim for years and years. He's kind of a staple in this area. He's and, a legend. And he's, he's somewhat of a legend, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> even if it's in his own mind. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Behind well, the orange curtain. Most people, I mean, a lot of people in Newport Beach will know him because he works out some very he's worked out a lot of people and when I first heard about him I had this picture right I had this picture of what it would be like to work out with him with Dr. Tim with Dr. Tim not him specifically but like his the location yeah because I'm thinking it's Newport Beach adjacent and all the people that come here are Newport Beach people a lot of them and so it's going to be this hoity-toity really you know posh place to be where your best parking lot's much more much more impressive than the uh... yeah the parking lot is impressive I have to say (laughs) yeah the parking lot's great as long as you don't hit the potholes (laughs) or the homeless guys or the homeless guys then you're doing okay right so but when I got here I wasn't underwhelmed I wasn't underwhelmed, but I was a little bit surprised because this is, and now that I've come here enough, I feel home, like it's home, like it feels comfortable, Mm -hmm. and I like it so much better than what I pictured because it's not intimidating. That's the goal. It's very down to earth. There's, it's no nonsense. It's not fancy. Mm -hmm. It's not, there's nothing about it that is anything but functional. And when you sit here for five minutes, during the middle of the day, it can be any day, two o'clock in the afternoon, it could be five o'clock at night. There is a group of people that feel like friends. It's like the it's like the friends of you know, it's like you're sitting at a bar stool, having a beer, but you're actually working out in somebody's torture. I'm, so, I'm gonna date myself, but it's the cheers. It's the cheers. I think that's what she was going yeah. for. I was. Yeah. That's right. What did I say? Friends. Oh yeah, friends. The cheers. That's right. It's the way. cheers of working out. We get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this place is um, 
the amount of equipment in here that's unconventional is making my head spin. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a furniture mover behind me. There's all kinds of uh, it's there's contraptions. Well, there's contraptions which makes me nervous. Yeah, because they're going to bring the pain. <laughs> yes. So, Doctor Tim, are you, what are you doctor of? Uh, I'm licensed chiropractor. Okay. Are you a, also a, a physical therapist? Is that what happens here? Physical therapy. Um, I'm a pretty much what do you need kind of guy. Okay. You come in mm -hmm. and you tell me what you want to do. You tell me what you want to fix. Yep. Uh, I evaluate you. I decide what I want to do with you, and we meet somewhere in the middle. So someone would come in and you say, you know, you'd be a lot healthier if we got these hamstrings less tight, if you tightened up your core, if you lost 20 pounds, and if you did a better nutrition program. Is it that type of thing? Is it that widespread? It's, it's it, truly, this is functional medicine. And in the... Yeah. Charlie. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of Co sounds. Costa Mesa adjacent. Costa yeah. Mesa. We're also sitting on <laughs> or Newport adjacent, leather right. chairs that are squeaking. So if anybody hears some weird noises, that's what yeah, that is. Sure. Yeah. So no. it's functional. Yeah, it's, it's mainly, it's what a functional medicine would be. Okay. Um, it's no glam. It's all work. It's not about aesthetics. It's about function. It's not okay. about um, losing five pounds. It's about living longer. Oh, okay. I mean, this is, this is truly what national or American healthcare should be. Yeah. Yeah. Quality of life. Quality of life, functionality. Yeah. Uh, living, do, living and doing the things you want to do on a day-to-day -day basis. So you started, you started as a chiropractor? That's a question. Yeah. So I was in school about 13 years, mm -hmm. UCI, um, Southern California Health University, uh, Los Angeles College of Chiropractic. Wow. Um, Why 13 years? Uh, I, I kept diving deeper, right? I was going traditional medicine wasn't super uh, in love with it based on the people I was working with. And I would look at them and I'd be, wow, they don't look super happy and they're not, that's not really the life I want to lead. I want to come home and my whole day when I wake up to when I go to sleep is about fun. And I want to have fun whether I'm surfing or whether I'm in my office. And you, with remarks towards the office, this is an extension of me, an extension of my living room. That's why it feels comfortable and that's why you feel at home here. That is like how I want you to feel because I feel at home here. I, I get here at 8.30 or 9 o'clock and it's 8.30 or 9 o'clock when I leave and my flow have been five minutes. That's good. It just blows by. That's good. So you moved then from after 13 years of figuring out where you fit into the medical system. Well, so traditional medicine, great, fantastic, great for crisis care. Yeah. U.S. medicine, if uh, you get shot down the street, this is the best country you want to be in mm -hmm. because you're basically going to be taken care of, you're going to be fixed, and you're going to be sent away. Right. As long as you can pay for it. As long um, as you can pay for it. Now, if you go to your doctor and you say, hey, I want to be healthier, and you're already kind of healthy, yeah. they're going to look at you like you're nuts. Right. So that's where I come in. Okay. I want to keep you out of crisis care. I want to keep you in a state of optimal well-being so that you live long and prosper. You, you use your body, you know, you do the whole Spock thing, right? Yes. Like, I want you to do everything you want to do. If you're 70 years old and you want to play 18 rounds of golf four days a week, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Did you ever practice chiropractic care? 
Absolutely. And I, and I incorporate it all. Okay. So I've learned traditional ways. I've learned alternative ways. Uh -huh. Now, let me qualify the the traditional I do appreciate and I do think it's great. Sure. And it definitely has its place. Oh, absolutely. But like I said, from, from what I do, I've taken the best of what I could learn from that. Yeah. And then I got into the alternative world, learned all about that, drilled down on all the different modalities and techniques. And then let's be real. I'm not going to rub sticks over you and cure cancer. Okay? Please don't. So, so some of that to me didn't exactly make sense either. So I kind of found some middle ground yeah. where I bring in a little traditional, a little alternative, and then a whole lot of what I want to do. Okay. And I that's, love that. that's the practice I've developed over the last 25 years. So you've been in this space, not necessarily this space specifically, I'm sure there's been other spaces, but you've been practicing this type of fitness for how long? 23 years. 23 years. Plus 13 years of school. So. Plus 13. <laughs> All those 13 years. But I'm only 35 years old. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Many people I know have come to you for weight loss specifically and to work out, but the pain management is where I was really seeking. And I remember sitting here and thinking, I'm just going to sit here in this chair, probably the chair I'm sitting in right now, and you're going to evaluate me in front of everybody, and then you're going to actually, everything he does is in front of you you get adjusted and if you go down the hallway right here with these big open areas <laughs> everyone's getting adjusted and you hear yelling and screaming from these areas and when i say yelling and screaming because and it it's shocking to me that we keep coming back but what he does does hurt sometimes not always yep but it works <laughs> true story a true story so i had to be open to the idea of letting a community be part of my recovery so to speak yep. and also be part of my um workout mm -hmm. and it works did you go into that into this with that in mind as a community or did it kind of evolve into that you know i've always believed um that there's strength in numbers yeah and like i'm building a wellness militia right and so when you're here and you see people doing stuff on the floor and you're like wow i could never do that right. and maybe you couldn't today but in two weeks, two months, six months, you will be able to. And then if I pair you up with somebody and they teach you an exercise, I'm not gonna drill down on you and try to like correct every technique and form and make it perfect. I just want you to be able to do it first. Once you get that confidence knowing that you can do it, then we build on that and we make it harder and we make it better. And it's not about the exercise, it's about the function. It's about the neurological firing patterns. It's about the muscular sequencing. I mean, it's, it's a whole combination of Strangers, mm -hmm. therapy, exercise, nutrition, and that communal aspect of kind of getting that cauldron together, <laughs> stirring it up, yeah. and giving you your best results. I think that's a tough thing for people to embrace from the outside, but then once they're in, once they're in the situation, yep. Denise told me when she first started coming and working out here, she's like, you should hear the noises I make. I'm in so much pain. But then I'm sitting next to this guy and we were talking about his mother and blah, blah, blah. And she like had all this information about this kid that she'd been working out next to. And I thought, this is the most unconventional workout I've ever and, heard And of. you could be sitting there in the chair crying <laughs> or screaming yeah. and not one person come up for empathetic value or no. are you okay or reason being they've been there they've done it they right. know it works yeah and they just they're rooting for you they don't need to ask you if you're okay because they know you're gonna be okay you're in good hands oh that's so fun do you have actual trainers aside from yourself so so no okay so one of my long long time i've had many lives um one of my mentors back in the day was jack Mullane. yes so you know he would always say move it or lose it 
And, mm -hmm. you know, I'd be, I'd be sitting there going like, wow, you know, that's so right. It's one thing to do therapeutic modalities, but I want to see it work, right? So I'm not a trainer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I don't, I'm a mishmash of everything. Yeah. I mean, yes, I am a doctor. Yes, I am a trainer. However, like what you see is what you get. Right. Nothing fancy, yeah. nothing new, nothing spectacular. It's hard work. It's painful. It's expensive. Um, but you get all the benefit. Right. You do all the work, you get all the benefit. And you get paid. I'm, I am the kind of the tour guide on your trip to well-being. God bless America, right? America. <laughs> Seriously. So over the years of the clients that you've had, and of course, no naming names and no specifics. Please name some names. <laughs> Denise wants to you know. to name names. Uh, what has been the most radical change you've seen in a person? You know, I always tell everyone this, your success is my success, and it's always measured in different scales with different people. Um, there's a guy who comes in, Paralyzed Dave. Yeah. Absolutely love him. Rolled into my office eight years ago. That day, you know, I, I really point blank in. I go, look, what do you want to do here? This is no bullshit. This is, this is we're going to get to the meat and potatoes here. You know, and I give them, you know, a very raw picture of what's going to happen. Um, give them very honest uh, anecdotal stories as to what it's going to entail and he looks up at me and he's like I want to walk okay and, and I go okay great um, I'm in let's figure it out so I go you know what let's let's stand up right now and he's like he looks at me like I'm totally nuts because he's paralyzed he's paralyzed he's in a wheelchair <laughs> so I'm like stand up and he's like I can't so I'm like okay so I pick him up and I go, okay, we're going to walk to the door. And he looks at me like I am completely nuts. And he's got this, like, lime green shirt on. I think he bought it, or it must have been his wife's shirt. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, that's a little inside joke between me and Paralyzed Dave. And, uh, you call him Paralyzed Dave? That's his name, oh. Paralyzed Dave. I pick him up. We, we manage, and he's my size, if not bigger. We wobble to the front of the building, out the door. I look at him, he looks at me, he starts crying. And I'm like, just rips my heart out of my chest. I'm like, holy crap, this is like why I do this. And he looks at me, he's like, I found you. And I'm like, dude, let's go. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes now. Just right. like, it just, it just resonates so deeply with me when I find somebody who's willing to do the work, put in the time, be consistent, and get it done. I feel like that's where traditional medicine has failed most people because yeah. if it doesn't fit into a box or is it doesn't if they didn't read about it in a classroom or they haven't seen it done then it can't be done right 100 percent. and dave was so excited to find you because you weren't going to take what everybody else said couldn't be done 26 years he'd been paralyzed and and literally make it so right like you decided yeah. okay Challenge accepted. Let's get this done. So what has happened to Paralyzed Dave? Paralyzed Dave now can walk. Well, his goal is to do a 5K. Wait, he's actually up out of that he's, chair He's walking? out of the chair. This is a lot of work, a lot of years, and a lot of trial and error. Oh, sure. Um, but he has a soft brace for his ankles because he has foot drop, neurological foot drop. Okay. Um, he can walk from there to there, which is about 100 yards. Okay. 50 yards yeah. both ways and um you can do 10 laps oh my oh. gosh how can you tell us what the original uh injury was 
A skiing accident. A skiing accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. So spinal. Broke his back. Broke his back. Broke his neck. Yeah. And they said, you'll never walk again. Here's your wheelchair kind of thing? They pretty much, yeah. They, they did what they could. Yeah. And pushed him through the system. Sure. And he, like most people, when you see the traditional doc and you, and you listen to them and you, you know, they are the gospel truth. Sure. So, okay, this is it. This is what I got. I'm going to have to deal with it. When you walk in, my, my whole goal is if you can get through that door, I can help you. <laughs> now, getting through that door is not easy. Yeah. The address isn't listed. <laughs> my phone number is wrong. Um, I'm referral only. Sure. But I mean, that, that's part of being referral only is you're going to send somebody in because you've been here yeah. and you kind of know what to expect. So you can kind of share that with them. Yeah. And it, it really helps me to filter a lot of people who want the miracle without wanting to do the work. Yeah. Because miracles happen every day. But it was seemed like it happened overnight, but it was six years worth of work. It's where you don't see those six years yep. behind. Does he um, walk around like, oh, he's going to go to the grocery store or whatever? Will he he'll get up and get out of the car and go walk around the grocery store? Or does he, he, still- he, he walks freely in here. No sticks. He's okay. got he's got these braces that he'll use. Yeah. Um, so when he's outside of here until we get a little more stability, a little more strength. Yeah. I want him. If he's practicing, he can do it without the sticks. Oh he goes to the beach, he can do it without the sticks. Really hard, but yeah. But generally, I want him either using the sticks, or let's say he's on a he's a construction guy, right? So he helped build this place right here, and that's about a twenty foot ceiling. He's on the top of a ladder, standing there, and I'm sitting there looking up, going like, "Holy macaroni, Dave!" I go, "Paralyzed Dave, you're amazing!" Like, like. I don't think we can call him that anymore. Oh, no, but see, there that's the irony. I know, it is. I love that. That, that. that is, and when people walk in, and there's the whole thing of, like, you know, you can't say certain things these days. And, like, a newbie, let's say a newbie's in here, and I'll be like, hey, Paralyzed Dave. <laughs> and they'll look at me, and their jaw will drop. Sure. And I'm like, you know what? They're, this is old school in here. This is, you know, we're always offending people, and I'm sorry. So I'll just say that in the beginning. And that's enough for the rest of the night. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. So at the end of the day, like, there's, there's certain things that you do that it's just part of this place. Yeah. I love It's very refreshing. Did, have you had people come in and go, I can't handle your euphemisms with the Paralyzed Dave thing and how irreverent you are? No. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's definitely been people that have come in here and been shocked. And if, if they, yeah, if they, their second, third, fourth time. Really, like, a lot of people come in new to pain. Pain is a great motivator. Absolutely. And I often call this place the island of last resort. (laughs) So you've been, and I'll hear this all the time, I've been to the best guy here and the most, the best specialist doing this, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, great. So what do you want with me then? (laughs) They're they're listing down their resume of of painkillers. I'm like, fantastic. I'm (laughs) super impressed. What what, what can I do for it? Right. And they're like, well, none of it worked. I'm like, okay, well, so... This is a totalitarianistic regime. <laughs> we do it my way, yeah. and that's it. And it's gonna. And I go through that whole litany of it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be pain. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And if they last two or three sessions, they're in. Yeah, you got to get them back for that second and third session. Yep. Denise is a testament to that <laughs> because after the first one, she's like, "I'm not. I don't know what I'm. I don't know." <laughs> yeah, and you and the, and you could ease. And I I hear what you said earlier all the time. I can't believe I pay for this. Yeah. Right. And then you walk out of here and you're like, thank you. 
yeah. for making I'll me pay for soon. this. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I love tomorrow. it. The first thing you notice when you walk in here is not only is this place unconventional, but Tim is unconventional in his, in, in his appearance. And I say that only because <laughs> typically you're going to find a guy or a girl. She's wearing her Lulu's. She's wearing her workout outfit. And a workout guy will be wearing maybe a pair of sweatpants or a pair of sports shorts. You're not wearing that on a daily basis. Negative Ghost Rider. Let's run Your down uniform the doctor, is not conventional. The Dr. Tim outfit. Let's start at the mm-hmm. bottom. Uh, those are basic uh, construction work boots, right? They still Timberlands. Toed? They're Timberlands. Been wearing Timberlands for... Uh, 40 years. So you work out in those? Is, is <laughs> oh, that, yeah. I okay. run in these. I work out in them. These are, without a doubt, the best shoe ever designed. <laughs> I don't care. Nike can... Okay. I love Adidas for, you know, sports. I love Asics for court stuff. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I'm not against sneakers. Right. Right? However, for me personally, um, think about the military, Right. America's military. Think yeah. of the elite in the military. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do a, a special forces group. Okay. What do they train day in and day out of nonstop? Boots. These boots. Boots similar to these with a steel shank. And why do they do that? They're not going to get hurt. They're only going to build strength. They're stable. They're comfortable. Um, they're waterproof. They're, they're whatever you need whenever you need them to be that. They're okay on your back? They're fantastic. Okay, so they have support. This is support times 10. I know a lot of heavy lifters use um, Converse because they're flat and they can keep their feet flat on the ground and that type of thing. Sure. This is sort of achieving, it's like, it looks unconventional to the outside eye, but it's really not. I I can run, I run my dog Cujo 10 miles a day in these things. 10 miles, you take a 10 mile run? And it's so funny because I'll get, where I live up in uh, Newport, people will pull over (laughs) and they'll be like, Doc, Doc, you, you actually run in those shoes? <laughs> and I'm like, yep. And they're like, oh, my God, as they speed off. As they go. <laughs> do you recommend those? Are those just sort of for you, or do you recommend those shoes for other people? You know, I don't necessarily recommend them. I don't have any affiliation with them. No, 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 not Timberland specifically, but like the, just like a boot. What Should I be popping on a boot and going I think for so, my... Well, I think so here, I mean, here's what I... Just like a nutrition plan, right? Right. My whole vibe is the thing that's going to work for you is the thing that you're going to do. That's true. And that's it. So most people aren't going to wear these because they're not cool. They're not fashionable. I mean, I've worn them long enough where they've come in and out of fashion three or four times. Usually, yeah, yeah. Um, so at the end of the day. This is your trademark. Let's just be Yeah, I, I love it. This is it. Yeah. And Those I mean, people. so you won't, if you don't wear these and you don't like them, you're not going to use them. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to figure out what you like mm-hmm. and what you'll use. Yeah. And we do the best with that and create, we build it around you. Right. So we're working our way up. Yep. You've got some thick white socks that you pull up so you can see those. On Hanes, the baby. Made in America. <laughs> Hanes. Best Better be made in America. That's right. <laughs> then we go up a little farther and we've got a pair Ooh. of khaki cargo pants. Yep. Tommy Bahamas. Tommy Bahama ca- cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. With the pockets. With the pockets. Now, I'm just saying this because I've never seen him in anything else. Never. 100%. Um, do, you, do you keep, he, like, snacks and treats in those pockets? What do you got in there? What's <laughs> no. happening? We'll, we'll get to his nutrition for his personal nutrition next because that's also unique. But then why, why the, 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 Well, the, why the cargo shorts? Is there a specific reason behind the cargo shorts? Because some dolphin shorts, those come and go, too. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's a little... Uh, not there's anything wrong with that. Um, there's nothing. No, so I, I'm, I'm a surfer. Uh-huh. been a beach guy for my entire life. Right. And so... When I go to work, I want to wear shorts. So I would consider these 
dressier than like my bathing suit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it would be this or my my Quicksilver bathing suit. Okay. And my, you know, so it, these are more functional and a little more socially acceptable. Okay, got it. You're also a practical guy. Let's just be yeah. real. Like if I'm it a dude. works, do it. You're a total dude. dude. You're a total dude. I was sitting in here. I'm going to tell a little funny story. This is how much of a dude he is. We're sitting here and he was like, all of a sudden I'm getting therapy on something and there's like four of us. And he says to somebody behind me, oh my gosh, I found this thing. It's called a crock pot. Oh, it's amazing. Wait, you said this, Dr. It's Kim? absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He was like talking like all of a sudden it was the newest discovery on the planet. And I turned my head around and I was like, and Alex, who is also a chiropractor who also works out people here. Dr. So, Alex. Dr. Alex. Phenomenal if donor she, forever. If she's not here. I was hoping we would get here by the time she was here, but we were late, but she's awesome. She, I looked at her and I go, is he, is he joking right now? She goes, no, he's not joking. He was like, all of a sudden, like this was like a few months ago, yep. he made the discovery of a crock pot. So my dog got sick. I'm in, I'm boarding a plane in Hawaii to come back. The vet calls me, your dog's got pyometra, right? Oh. And this is a PSA here. So if you don't fix or spay your dog, mm -hmm. within 10 years, they get pyometra. From pyometra, they go into septic shock. From septic shock, if they survive it, three out of four probably don't. If they survive it, they're gonna get cancer. Oh right? my goodness. So Cujo went through the gamut, got it all. And during, long story short, you know, I, I took care of her at night. The hospital took care of her during the day. Because I figured if she's gonna die, she's gonna die with me. Yep. I'm not gonna let her die alone. Um, love this dog i mean it's my heart and soul I bring her to the office every day and so as i'm taking care of her i'm eating a burrito from this place uh in laguna Niguel, and she like smells the chicken she like just comes alive and i'm like wow okay cool so i give it to her I just give her you know she needs to eat yeah and so then i go back to the place and go how do you guys make this and they're like oh we do it in the crock pot and then we have this giant thing. And You're I'm like, like, I don't know what a crock I'm like, is. sweet. So I, well, Google, right? I go on the internet. <laughs> Modern age. And uh, so I find the crock pot situation and I order it. So I've been making my husky. Like I do tri-tip or chicken, you know, free range chicken. Every, every other night she gets one or the other. Aww. So straight protein. And I mean, she's healthy as a horse. Ten, 10 years old and ready to rock. How long ago did, was she sick? How long ago? Uh, February. Just in February? Yeah. Her name is truly Cujo? Natasha. Oh, Natasha, but you call her Cujo? Because she's the devil. <laughs> Speaking of nutrition, I think, um, one of the, the, I think one of the best things that you offer also is a weight loss solution. Absolutely. But what is your approach to that? I already know this, but it's for the listeners. Simplicity. Right. And again... The thing that is going to work for you is the thing that you're going to do. So I'll have an idea of what I want you to eat. It's all clean, nothing preserved, nothing processed. I'm not a fan of sugar. I'm not a fan of dairy. I'm not a fan of wheat. Um, America's health crisis. I mean, we can sit here and go all through how you know important it is to be healthy and all this. You walk into your grocery store and I mean, you are bombarded with crap yeah. and I mean every single aisle could kill you at any given time and I mean it's cheap it's accessible well it's not cheap these days um, it's accessible it's easy to prepare uh, it tastes good if that's but if, my whole vibe food isn't about flavor if you're identifying an emotional component with food you need to grapple with your feelings and let go and stop hugging the Parmesan cheese. 
Like, find a human being or something else that, you know, you can love other than a bowl of ice cream. When he said hugging Parmesan, did that not just ring into your soul? I, I stared you down. I mean, because I, I have Parm in my fridge right now that I'm going to go home and talk to. and just. <laughs> but I'm all, I'm all about balance. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, and I'm not a tree hugger. You're not going to be eating just, like, fruits and berries and, and <laughs> Here's sticks. an almond. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's about, so I'll point out a couple things. Okay. And, like, any, any book you've ever read anything you've ever researched you know that that's against meat this will dispel it in two seconds all Tell right because i love meat okay so i'll well, point you said that with some uh, it's, some sexiness behind it now I don't we're, know we're hunters and gatherers we right? are very much but being biped two legs we're not the fastest or the most agile but we've got these what are these eyes and they sure. see so yeah. i can see prey out on the prairie right and what are these? Legs. Legs. I can run. I can run down. I can chase it down. Right. Okay. Now, what are these? Fingers. Fingers. I can grab my animal and catch it. Yeah. And then I can, with these dexterity, hopefully, I can rip flesh off bone mm -hmm. and put it in this. What is this? Mouth. Good. No, <laughs> and it's as simple as this. Yeah. And these? Teeth. Teeth. So the teeth can emulsify the food that I just took off the animal carcass to actually feed my body. And then as I swallow the food, it goes into my metabolic system and it recognizes it and it utilizes it as fuel. So the whole vibe of you shouldn't eat meat, you know, meat is bad, chicken is bad, steak is bad. You shouldn't be having it three meals a day and it certainly shouldn't be processed or preserved. However, you need meat. You need the hormones in meat. You need the minerals and the iron in meat. Like it is an essential component to health. And if we didn't have all the faculties with which to catch, prepare, metabolize the animal, then it wouldn't happen. Right, right. So we, we have the basic mapping in order to utilize all of these nutrients, mm -hmm. but just not in the aggressive way that McDonald's or In-N-Out or whoever it is are feeding you this three times a day. What, what about, as long as we're talking about food, what about sugar? Is that, you think that's the biggest drug of choice in, right now with people? It's a toss up between sugar and caffeine for me. And are they both equally as bad? You know, they're like, there is nothing good about sugar. Okay. Um, now, if you're gonna have sugar, have sugar. Okay. This, anything that's fake sugar, get rid of it. Like your Splenda, your Stevia's and that. Those At the end of the day, have the real deal. Really? Because your body's going to recognize its chemical composition. And, and at do least what? it's going to break it down. Okay. You're still going to get an insulin spike. You're still going to get all the poor and ill effects. And sugar's one of the, one of the things I don't want you to have. Because okay. there's, if you're looking at food for fuel, what's the bang for your buck in sugar? A quick burst of energy and then off the cliff. And the taste. Yeah. It's, it's the taste. It's, but it's also going to create decay in your teeth. Tooth, teeth issues are related to heart issues. I mean, there, there's this cascade effect that just goes diabetes. I mean, the amount of sugar in foods. We were, we were talking about like Halloween coming up, right? Mm -hmm. And let's talk about diabetes. Let's yeah. talk about obesity. Yes. So how many people you guys think died last year of obesity? from obesity yeah how many people died of covid last year i don't know i don't know okay it keeps so changing but. but i mean and, and the numbers constantly change 
but I bet we pulled 10 people here, six of them could cite the exact number. Okay. And it's probably over a million. Died from COVID? Yeah. Okay. Give or take, mm -hmm. you know, or with COVID, however you want to phrase it. Exactly. It's probably There's with COVID. Um, almost 3 million people died last year of obesity. 3 million? 3 million. Where's the, where's the government response for this? Yeah. Where's the epidemic for this? And quite honestly, the pandemic. An epidemic is happening here in the United States, without a doubt. But I can guarantee you, as, as everyone wants to be like America, they're just going to get fatter and fatter and eat these terrible foods because they're easy, they're processed, they're being able to not have to prepare the yeah. meal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it simplifies things. It dumbs down the American population in a way that makes them sick and feeble. And it's pathetic. We're still not talking about what we can do to be in better health so that even if you get a cold, it doesn't turn into pneumonia or that you'll be able to fight it off with the best immune system possible. That's where I come in. Yeah. I mean, that, that my whole vibe is let's take what you got and let's fix it. And then we're going to make it as great as it can be. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if you're 25 years old or 75 years old. Right. It'll, the sky is the limit. And the only thing holding you back is you. Because <laughs> there's nothing heavy in here. There's nothing extreme in here. There's no high intensity anything. This is simple, true biomechanics coupled with neurological firing patterns and muscular sequencing. Mm -hmm. I think that's where people get confused. We uh, had a conversation uh, for our podcast with a woman named Jen, who is a competitive bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. She is built to be a competitive bodybuilder. She has a perfect frame. Yep. She has the mindset. She So you look at her and you go, that's, oh, I'm gonna do that. And it's like, well, but you know, you, there's just some people that, that can't. And I love what you're saying. It's like, let's just take what you got and make it the best it can be. 100%. It might be that you're competing in the bikini bodybuilding competition at you know 60 years old. It might be that you're just a lot healthier and that you stopped going to in and out drive throughs at 10 o'clock at night for your chocolate shake. Yeah. I, I don't want to name any names. <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically, not, uh -oh. right, not saying exactly who that might be. But I love that thought that it's like, just be the best version of yourself. 100%. This it, is the fountain of youth. You just, and I mean, the fountain of youth is just a body of water and it's nothing Spectacular. It's just a body of water. We are all bodies of water. We are all the fountain of youth. It's all within. It's all within. But you have that you have that attitude whenever you're here and he always makes everybody feel like they it is possible. Because it is. It is. I know, but it's it's hard to imagine that when you're fifty pounds overweight and your knees yeah. hurt and you know, yeah. I mean that's the reality of what people are coming in. My father is almost 80. He's had bad knees really for a while now. He, it's, it's debilitating to him. He's with a Kaiser and they're terrible at getting him in and on a regular basis for any kind of medical work. I had told him when he had his knee done that I would pay for him to come to you for 10, 10 things. He's overweight and he feels like there is no option. And he feels like it's yeah. not worth it. And I keep telling him, Dad, go see Dr. Tim. I can tell you this. You're not going to like what he's going to tell you, but it works. And people hate the truth until mm -hmm. they hear it. And if you're honest with yourself, you embrace it. Especially if you mm -hmm. feel like there's somebody on your side. And I, that's my whole, like my whole, 
predication of success, I always ask, is the future predictable? It absolutely is. It's predicated on the choices you're making today. And we are all champions of ourselves and we're all our worst critics, but we have to draw on the positive in order to create that environment that it's multifactorial, right? It's mm -hmm. eating, it's moving, it's mm -hmm. therapy. And that's, that's kind of like my day. That's kind of what I do. I've always, so I've always, I've always felt like I like to win. Uh, second place is first loser to me. <laughs> this, this everybody gets a trophy. Baloney is not, a, not, not a big. We've fan. talked about this oh, before. Man. Okay, so like where I've been seeking a lot of victories the last twenty years. When you win, I win. You ain't losing, not with me <laughs> on your team. And I love I'm, that. I'm gonna drive you until you get it done. Right. And like I said, we'll make some errors, but we'll also make some gains. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, we will, you will reap all the benefits. I love it. And but so, you, it's, it's, it's for you too. Absolutely. I get, I get a total high off of it. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't care if you're a, a major league baseball player or, you know, starting in the NFL or if you're walking your kid to school, like, and you couldn't before, right? Yeah. I, I want you to play. I want you to be able to walk your kid to school. I want you to be able to do whatever it is that makes you happy because I draw off of that. And it, it lights me up from inside. And when my light gets brighter, everyone else just does. You mentioned that you surf. Yeah. What else, what other physical activities, <laughs> like what do you play? Ball, tons of volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah. I'm a big beach volleyball guy. Okay. Um, indoor too. Yeah. Um, virtually anything with a ball. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, if I recently picked up this pickleball situation <laughs> and I've always said to myself, anything you can do drunk isn't a sport. <laughs> you can do drunk isn't a sport got you okay, right? i had to think about that for a sec so like i and, and when i first played pickleball i'm like oh my god this is like uh, ping pong this yeah. is ridiculous yeah but then as you play a little more of it you're like okay wait a minute there's something to this yes. right and then you know it's like okay i retract that statement this is actually a sport this yes. is legit you know yeah. and, and i mean now you've got brady buying a team you've got you know a uh, few basketball guys buying teams and yeah it's like wow it's taken off um but I mean, if you really pick any sport on the beach, I like to play it. Nice. Okay. My, some uh, physical therapist suggested my husband start doing some yoga for some stretching, et cetera. And he goes, how do I know who wins if I'm doing yoga? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's your kind of guy. He's definitely. a man. He's a man. <laughs> he's, he's a dude. A you've worked with a lot of regular people, but you've also had the opportunity to work with not so regular people. Who have you had the pleasure of working out and doing your thing with well that I don't really I don't really, like I don't really kiss and tell right oh, no. <laughs> yeah because no. I mean that part part of the allure here is one of the reasons why this building looks like it's from 1942 mm -hmm. and you pull up and there's homeless guys and, and you don't know that and there's something good behind looks it. like it's on fire it's because of the anonymity yeah right mm -hmm. and I don't care if you're from Hollywood or if you're a influencer or if you're a major leaguer or an NFL guy or whatever it is you do in here you're in the mixing pot and you become one of us mm -hmm. because our strength is in numbers That's right. and we're all equal in here. So, I mean, it's, it's been a, a glorious and I'm super grateful for all the people I've been exposed to and been able to help. Um, but for me, it's, it's never about like the name drop. It's always about the result. You have worked with major league baseball. Yep. PGA. Yep. 
NFL. Yep. Anything else? Am I missing something? Real Housewife? Surfing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, I've done a few things with the girls, yeah. The ladies. Uh, the He's ladies. been on yeah. the Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, you've County. been on, too? You've been, uh, like, I've been on uh, over the years. I've gotten yeah. in trouble, and I've, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I was a... Uh, I want to know about the trouble. What'd you do? You know, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a funny story. So uh, I'm weighing in Shannon. I call her a woman beater, Shannon Bedore. Okay. I've, I've known her forever. Coached her kids in soccer. Okay. Um, I love soccer, too, as a sport. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorites. But... Uh, so that's how I learned that's how I met Shannon years and years ago she's in the office we're filming and she gets on the scale and she's always been very petite and very lean and she was having some marital issues and whatnot and so her body fat soared right and so like I look at the reading and I'm like whoa wow and that little snippet just got a life of its own he actually I'm said it, and I remember I remembered watching it, and I hadn't been here yet, and I was like, well, there you, and I knew who Dr. Tim was because my sister has come here, and Hot has come here, and when I thought, I'm like, Dr. Tim, you go. I mean, I didn't find that offensive. She the didn't truth find isn't offensive. She wasn't defended by it, was she? Not at all. She no. still comes in today. She came oh. in, she came in because she knows you're going to give her the truth, and she that's why She wants to hear to. somebody tell her, wow, Absolutely. like, this is not right. This because is, you're not motivation. helping. Oh, so this, so society shamed oh. you. They tried to cancel Dr. Tim? At the end of the day, like you, there's a few people that were uh, offended by it and made some complaints, you know, at a lot of different levels. And Who'd they complain to? Yeah, you know, Bravo. The, the board, Bravo, uh, whoever, they, whoever would listen to them. And it was funny because, you know, as the board would say, well, Betty in Iowa really thinks you're an a-hole. Okay. And, you know, we want to know, what did you do to her? And I'm like, well, geez, I didn't do much. I've never met her. <laughs> and they're like, okay, well, why would she complain about you? I'm like, well, it's this reality TV show thing and blah, blah, blah. Just show us the soap notes, the patient notes, okay. and we can settle this. And I go, excuse me, I've never seen her. Like, she's angry with me over a TV show from, you know, 2,500 miles away. Uh-huh. And so it, it took a little bit of finesse. It took a few months, and then everybody was on the same page. And Got it. It's, uh, it. It took a life of its own. And, it's, and at the end of the day, if, if anybody walks in here and they want the truth, that's what I'll give them. Don't walk through that door if you don't want to hear the if, truth. If, if you want to get your ass kissed, it's not going to happen here. No, there's plenty of places to go for not that. This is why we're in the predicament we're Look in. at the ads that are coming out on television right now. I mean... I'm sorry, I open up a Victoria's Secret magazine and I'm like, oh my God, it's outrageous. Why? So the all, if you open up a Victoria's Secret from 2005 mm -hmm. versus 2022, mm -hmm. you'll fall over. I mean, they're promoting this, this lifestyle and this weight gain of, as normal or as being okay or being like, you know, it's beautiful to be 50 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't care what you think is beautiful. My job is to keep you healthy. And it's a black and white line for me. You're either with your BMI at your correct body fat at a good weight. And you don't have to be tiny. You don't have to be skinny. You don't have to you, be a supermodel. You just have to be healthy. I'm not talking about like weighing 110 pounds, but I'm saying if you're 250 pounds and you're 5'5", five five, you know, you're gonna have a litany of health issues that are easily avoidable mm -hmm. 
if we get started today. Right. Yeah, and I'm not here to hurt anyone's feelings. And I mean, beauty does come in every shape, size, and color. And health is very, beauty is very subjective. Health is objective. It's science versus feeling, right? Yeah. It's math versus philosophy. Right. So I can definitively say, you know, I think some of the Victoria's Secret women are beautiful, even though they're overweight. But like they're not, I don't think we should be promoting that. I don't think we should be saying like, hey, this is cool, let's just roll with this. I think at the end of the day, if we make concessions and we hurt some feelings and we come up with some truths and we say, this is what happens when you overeat. This is, diabetes is a serious problem. You get neurological issues, you get amputation issues. You know, there, there's a huge, there's not a rainbow at the end of this trail. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a big problem for you. And it's, if you're in control of what you eat, which we all are, because we all put whatever's on the plate, from the plate to our mouth, we can easily choose better. When you look at the standard diets, and I'm just going to toss them out there, I'm not a fan or defending any of them, your Weight Watchers, your Jenny Craig's, your keto, say, the plant paradox. Do any of those diets, I don't want to say work, but what goes through your head when you hear someone who's been like, well, I've been on X diet for this amount of time. Anything's going to work once. Whatever you do once will work. Okay. And then when you go off of it and go back to your normal lifestyle, then you start running into complications. So it's all about balance. It's all about consistency. And it's all about lifestyle modification. So... You've, if you're gonna eat Jenny Craig for the rest of your life, wouldn't be my first choice, no. right? I want real food. I don't want, if you're gonna microwave your food, eh, I don't necessarily want that. I want stuff that spoils. I want stuff that was either alive or off of a tree, right? Mm -hmm. Or out of the ground. Um, if it can, I have a, a household rule. If it can last on the shelf for 30 days, how the hell can your stomach break it down in three hours? Mm. It can't. Impossible, not gonna happen. Okay. Are you rethinking your pantry my, right now? My cereal choices? I she, mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> processed right and here. preserved. Yeah, it is. This one right here likes to set a big box of cereal on her lap. I'm not trying to, like, rat you out. I'm just using You're you ratting me exactly. out to Dr. Tim, and, it, and it's hurtful. And you just put your hand in there, and you start eating it, and that's her thing. And it's, it's really endearing for me to watch. Sure. But now I'm, I'm concerned. I'm going to need the phone number of that lady in Ohio. Cause we're <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that's the vibe, right? Like, yeah. like we, rather than like, like pushing all of these sugars and all these, all these terrible foods, yeah. you know, why don't we just shift gears and, you know, they don't have these problems in a lot of countries they don't. because they don't have all these variety. They don't have all these choices and conveniences you know, yes they, we, we've created a monster in the american population mm -hmm. of convenience when the whole vaccine came out for covid what was your opinion as a healthcare? you're a healthcare provider yep what was your, what, what was your thoughts and what are your thoughts as a healthcare provider um i understand the importance of the urgency of the situation with a pandemic people dying loved we ones, didn't know. grandma, the unknown. Yeah. Um, now, and whatever political regime you're for doesn't matter because they've both endorsed this and they've both embraced this. I am old school. Like what I do is I build your body to fight degeneration, disease, disability, right? So I always go back to my old playbook 
and I go, okay, what is this coronavirus? Hmm. I'll pull this Lysol can that's 10 years off the shelf, pat it up there forever. In the middle of all the things that it fights, coronavirus is on there. I'm like, wow. Wait, that was on a 10-year-old can? Yes. So I'm sitting there of Lysol that you spray. No. And I'm sitting there going like, okay, so coronavirus has been around for a while. Hmm. <laughs> so it makes me want to drill down on some information. So as you kind of drill into the information, you look at it, and then you see the SARS and the SARS-2, and you, know, you understand the, the epidemiology of it and, and how it's going to affect each person differently and with the comorbidities and the complications. Um, but you also understand that if it's been around for this long and we've been living with it, theoretically, not to the scale, but, you know, it gives you, uh, it makes me take a step back and go, what are we going to do with the vaccine? Yeah. So, and, and if you got vaccinated, great. Whatever, you, whatever your choice is, I support you. If you're not vaccinated, I support you. I'm here to help you regardless of what you chose. Um, my job was and is to build your immune system. Make you defend against anything, be it COVID, be it pneumonia, be it cancer, be it and certain things will get through, right? Of course. But you're fortified, you're strong, you're healthy, you're lean, you're in your best physical shape. So whatever tragic disease comes at you, you're going to really give it a good run for the money. And most likely, knock on wood, you're going to defeat it and you're going to come out on top. So with the advent of the vaccines, you know, I'm, I'm, I like stuff that's been around a long time. So the Johnson & Johnson had been around about, I think, 20 years, give or take. Um, nothing too crazy to report on that. Did it work? Did it not work? Who knows? The Moderna, brand new stuff, great new technology. It's the, definitely the future. The Pfizer, it's the future. Um, the mRNA stuff. The genomics and, and all the things that are coming through the pipeline of medicine as we enter into this next sphere of, you know, uh, future medicine. It's way above my pay scale. I am a grassroots guy. Like, I am, let's tackle this head on. Let's be smart. Let's build our bodies and make ourselves the vaccine. Oh. Like, create our own create our own ability to fight this off. Build your immunity strong enough so that if you get hit by it, and now keep in mind, I got, I've had COVID Tell a few times. That. The first time I got it was, was, we really didn't know what it was. And I got it Christmas day, uh, 2019, because it was right before 2020. And so I'd had some guys in from China, some heavy hitters, right? And one of them was sick as a dog hugging me and like, you know, oh, that's He was in here working out <laughs> yeah. with them. And uh, different guys were flying from around or mm -hmm. whatever. And um, so I'm like, wow, that dude is sick. So funny thing goes, Balboa Island has this uh, boat parade. So it's Saturday night, I'm with my kid and we go to um, this little Chinese place after the boat parade. And we're sitting there eating and I'm asymptomatic, I'm fine. I just met with these guys two days prior and so I'm like, okay, let's get normal food. I get a beer, I drink it, and I look at, I look at Alex, my daughter, and I'm like, that guy gave me a bad beer. And she looks at me and she's like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? 
I'm like, I think I'm going to return it. I've never returned anything in my life. Even <laughs> if I buy especially. something on the internet, I still don't return it. I'm just that guy. <laughs> what, what did it, what was it that made you think it was a bad it beer? It was like flat and non, didn't taste like it. It just beer. didn't taste right. So I return it. And the guy looks at me like I'm nuts, brings me out a beer, sets it in front of me. I drink it. I look at the junior and I'm like, that son of a bitch brought me the same beer. <laughs> yes. And she's like, you're not returning that one. You're, you're crazy. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay. They're going to spit in it next time. Yeah, I go. It's all good. Whatever. So that was the losing of the taste. Mm. Right? And so then fast forward two days later, it's Christmas Day, or three days later, and I'm like, it's Christmas Eve, and we're walking up to my buddy's Christmas Eve party, and it's up a little hill in Laguna. I could walk it up on my hands easily. <laughs> and I'm huffing and puffing. And the junior looks at me, she's like, what's, you're really slow, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? I go, I don't know, I'm really sucking some wind here. This is, this is tough. So we get up there, we go to the party. It's a great party, everybody's having fun. We leave, we go home. I get to my couch and I look at Alex and I go, okay, let's feed the reindeers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm hitting the sack. Yeah. And she's like, but, but, you know, what about Santa? What about this? And I'm like, I'm really tired. I don't know why. So I wake up Christmas Day, sick as a dog. Mm-mm. So I tell Junior, I'm like, you know, let's do Christmas, do our thing. Um, we do all that. I go, you need to go to your mom's because I really don't feel good and I don't want you catching what I got. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick and I don't know what or why or what this is. Right. Uh, three days later, I'm down 18 pounds. What? Yeah. The, the very material of a t-shirt felt like a thousand pounds on my body. No, so weird. The aches, the pains, um, the, the contractions of the muscle. Ooh. It was unbelievable. Without a doubt, the sickest I've ever been. Right. Couldn't get off the couch. Right. Um, Saturday afternoon, Christmas, I think it was on a Thursday, like Saturday afternoon, I could walk to the mailbox. Sunday, I could do a half a block. And then I, but I'm that guy where I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to get my body moving. I'm going to get some ice on my body. I'm going to, you know, shock my body. Um, didn't take any antibiotics because I didn't know which ones to take because I didn't know what I had and nobody else did either. Yep. And At this point, we didn't know. At yeah. that point, we mm-hmm. didn't have it. It was not common. No. It was a Mack truck. And that first strain, obviously it's the first strain is always the strongest. Of course, yeah. Um, I could definitely see how that, if you were immunologically compromised, sure. if you were you know, prone to a disease or death due to influenza, that would take you out yeah. in two seconds. Yeah. And if you were elderly, uh, there was just, that first wave was intense. That's rough. So that, that for me validated the necessity and the research and uh, the rush for the vaccines and trying to protect everybody. Yeah. I didn't necessarily agree with all of the mandates and all of that stuff because, you know, like I said, I think we should have been in the sun, going to the beach, going to the gym, doing this stuff. And we're, we're intelligent enough where we can do it in a wise manner. Right. Um, but if, if you really ask me about vaccinations in general, um, did I vaccinate my kid to go to school? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, am I the first one to run out and grab a vaccine? Probably not, <laughs> but yeah. to each their own. What happened to your friend from China? Uh, he was sick as a dog for about two months, ended up getting long COVID, 
back this is before we even mm -hmm. knew it he was probably sick for he wasn't himself for about six months is fine now but he had to be wondering what's happening because again like you said this is well, December by the time so that was December yeah Mar it really kind of hit in March the end of March yeah yeah mm -hmm. and and he was figuring he was putting the pieces put together, together yeah. same with me I'm, I'm sitting there going I went and got a bunch of antibody tests down the street mm -hmm. and the lady's like holy mackerel your yeah. antibodies are off the chart you were teaming with it we want to we want to <laughs> study you let's harvest it yes oh it was fascinating it was it was one of those times in history where there was no wrong decision and no right decision. Yeah. Just a lot of things had to be decided. Not, not all beneficial, but all hopefully with the intent to help mankind. I think that intent, personally, I like to just believe that it was for the right reasons. I would hope so. Wrong decisions for the right reasons, but who knew what the right thing was to do at the time. Yep. I think this is where history doesn't need to repeat itself if we could do what you're talking about, which is t be proactive for our own, our own. If we sake. could take the nation and and like if if I could be not a Fauci but a wellness czar, right? I would take each and every American and those that wanted to live live this lifestyle globally, make you reach your BMI, like your correct BMI, have your proper weight, um, be mobile and physical and and do fitness and eat clean and do all of these things so that it's not a question of if the next pandemic happens it's a question of when and we're ready we're, we're strong we're healthy we're vital and we're ready to rock and roll the beautiful thing about living in america is we do have the best medical care in the world 100 there's no doubt that's one of the reasons we're seeing the longevity in people living so long the unfortunate part is we're not taking care of ourselves to have the quality of life. That is it in a nutshell, because people are living longer, but their quality of life is terrible. That's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm using my dad and even my mom. Both of them come from a generation where I don't think this lifestyle is just easy for them to absorb. And I've always worked out. I've always utilized that as my stress release. I've always utilized that as my motivation yep. to like have something to do. It's like a hobby. That's not how that generation was or is. That might be why COVID took so many people in that age group out because yeah. they can't get past that. They're weak and feeble. They are. I mean, there's 75 year old dudes and, and women in here that I'll put them up against a 30 year old. Absolutely. And the 30 year old will be looking them up and down going like, what the hell are you on? <laughs> because this person is strong. Mm -hmm. They're sharp their endurance is through the roof mm -hmm. and their performance is better than that of the 30 year old mm -hmm. and the 30 year old is just sitting there going like wow mm -hmm. it's possible it's it's totally possible for those people who can't come to costa mesa and see you what would you tell them give them some tips or steps that they could take to start improving their life tomorrow number one Look at food as fuel. The best thing that you can do for yourself is what you put in your body. And then make yourself the priority, right? I don't have time to work out. I don't have the money to work out. I don't, I don't have want a trainer. You know, make yourself the priority. Instead of going out to dinner, maybe go to the trainer or maybe learn a routine. 
Um, put time and effort into yourself, into your health, into your well-being, and into your mind, body, spirit, right? Because stress in the brain is also a huge trigger for all these chemical reactions and all these hormonal imbalances that wear down the body, create stress on the body. People are dropping of heart attacks and strokes and having cancer and all these terrible things now. And they would be so much better off and they would have such a better prognosis if they could eliminate the stress, promote well-being, physical fitness, and nutrition. I mean, that, that's, look at yourself. And if you were taking care of, like, let's say your kid, right? Mm -hmm. I, well, I won't even say your kid because I look at these kids now and they're, <laughs> they're in, in dire straits too from an inactivity level. Um, but if you could picture yourself being healthy, living long, and prospering, how would you do that? And you would do it through food, through lifestyle choices, through activity, and through stress reduction. If somebody told you that you had the ability to live a life that was quality, and you only needed to do three things, which are the three things you said, and you can pretty much guarantee that they will live a healthy, longer life. Most people, if they were in their 20s, would say, sure, I'll do that. And it's okay to fail because you can try and fail. You can try and fail. Just always keep trying. You never fail until you give up. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good one. At no, the end of the day, you try again. Yeah. You just keep on keeping on. Right. right. Never give in, never give up. There's no excuses, there's only success. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Total letting rock us roll. here in the dojo, in the, the pain in chamber. the pain chamber, in the, the place that you know you call home and that we all call, okay, we're gonna go there and. <laughs> Mikasa Sukasa. Yeah, Mikasa Sukasa. But before we leave, we have a tradition, and that is to ask our guests to give us a takeaway gift, a tag so to speak, something that our listeners will remember you by, something that you might live by, a motto, a phrase, a mantra. Do you have something for us today? Of all the words of tongue and pen, the saddest star, what could have been. You got one life that we know of, and you need to make the best of it on a daily basis. Take each day as the gift that it is. That's why they call it the present. Open that present and be your best self. That was amazing. It was amazing. Oh. That kind of brought, give me the gooseies a little bit. <laughs> You're in the pain chamber. That's why you got the gooseies. Uh, no, that's not the, that, you don't get the gooseies <laughs> no, here. No gooseies in the pain chamber. There's no gooseies in the pain chamber. There's uh, only a lot of yelling and screaming and sweating. And rock and roll. And it's, rock and roll. it's so much fun. I'm going to be here soon. Totally awesome. awesome. Dr. Tim, thank you so much for meeting with us. We appreciate you sitting down. It was very insightful. Uh, in the meantime, we're Two Average Girls. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We'll see you next time. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries. <laughs>